Hello and welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett, and I'm a child therapist who lives and works in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, and this is a podcast dedicated to children and play therapy, coming at both of those things from a child-centered perspective. And today on the podcast, I want to talk about forgiveness. And for some reason, I was like, oh, I'll do a podcast about forgiveness because it's Thanksgiving, even though... That doesn't really make any sense. But anyway, forgiveness is, I think, a really big part of being a child-centered play therapist or being a child therapist at all that doesn't really get talked about all that much. But what we're expected to do as, let's say, child-centered therapists in particular is to be 100% accepting of that child all the time. And inevitably, there will be times during the course of a session where we have our boundaries pushed a little bit, where we feel uncomfortable sometimes with what's going on, where we have to set some limits around something, where we're worried that something is going to break or someone's going to get hurt. I mean, these things happen. When those things happen and you're an adult in the room and you're the one who's responsible for what's going on and you also want to maintain a certain kind of culture and space where the thing that's happening isn't happening or whatever it is, we're going to have some feelings, we could feel frustrated, we could feel angry, we could feel disappointed that this is happening. We have to and we have to find a way to move through those quickly if we're having them, acknowledge them and move through them and come into a place of acceptance. We have to be able to put those things on a shelf or we have to be able to get to a space where we're so therapeutically engaged in what's going on where we're like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. What matters is me being therapeutic with this person. But regardless of how you get to a space of being accepting and naming limits firmly, but holding their intention with them. It takes a lot of forgiveness to get to that space. After a session where maybe a lot of limits were pushed and then that child's coming in the next week, we have to intentionally get ourselves as therapists to be in a place of like, today is a new day. I am not going to expect that what happened last time is going to happen this time. I'm not going to enter into it with that energy. I know as the therapist that when I enter into it with that energy, that I'm more likely to create that dynamic again. I need to come into this fresh. I need to fully forgive them for what happened last time. I need to give forgive myself for my responses last time and enter today clean. On some level, that takes forgiveness. And for me, the really cool space or the cool thing about having that standard that we engage with children with that level of forgiveness as therapists is that I find that children come to be very forgiving of me with time. They don't always come in that way. But with time, when they're disappointed in me for something, when they don't like a limit that's set, when some, just when something happens that they don't like that comes from me, they could be more forgiving of that thing in the future and as our time goes on, that we've actually established some culture of forgiveness inside of the space. And perhaps one reason why I know that better than other people is that I have this thing I do as a therapist, which is a terrible thing, and I might as well own up to it, where sometimes a child in a session will be like, man, like, you you know, you've only got like six toy soldiers. Like, it'd be cool if you had like 20 or 25 or something. Like, I, I wish there were more toy soldiers here. And when they say that, I agree with them. I agree with them that, yeah, it would be 
Nice if there are toy soldiers here. You know what? I should I should get some. Like I validate their perspective on that because when they say that, I have this moment where I look at the soldiers and I'm like, yeah, that is kind of ridiculous that I only have six. I mean, if you're gonna have toy soldiers, you might as well have enough of them that you could actually like do stuff with them. They're not just like individual characters. They have no personality. They're toy soldiers. So I want to validate that I agree with their perspective, but that's a ridiculous thing to say. Because they don't need to be validated in that in that moment. If I really want to validate it, what I can do is like I can go get toy soldiers, not really say much about it at all in the moment, besides saying, like, yeah, you wish there were some more toy soldiers here. Like you've got an idea of what you might do if there were more of them. That would be a better response. But instead I could just get the toy soldiers later on. It's like, hey, when you said this thing, and then I noticed it, but I don't actually get the soldiers. So then the next week, they're like, hey, did you get those toy soldiers you said that you were going to get? I'm like, no, because I forgot because I, that's one of my gross as a therapist is to uh, not say things like that and uh, just, just do the things to get more soldiers. I'm off on a ramble. But what I'm trying to say is that that is a way that I disappoint the children that I see. And that with time, with a lot of these kids, when something like that comes up, when a disappointment comes up, I'm often really impressed with their ability to roll with it. But so when I can feel that space inside of them where they forgive, it can have me feeling like, ah, we've created a culture of forgiveness inside of the space. When you do things and mess up, like I just like, yeah, sometimes things break. Mm, You moved past that limit that I said. There are no punishments in the space. It's a space of total forgiveness. We're in a space of total forgiveness with them. When they come back every week, they will be forgiven for what happened the week before. And I do believe with all my heart that it grows that space inside of children as as well, that space to be able to forgive people for things. They They know what that looks like, and they've had the experience of being forgiven. And I think, though, the whole concept of forgiveness can also be translated to the home environment. A popular parent phrase that I've heard before is that, you know, if you lie about something once, then I I can't trust you anymore. You know, you've lost my trust. I get the message there that's like, I want to be able to believe the things that you say and letting them know that that lying is taken very seriously. But it also, on this shadow side, promotes a culture of like, If you lie to me, I'm not going to forget that shit. Like, I'm going to remember that, that you lied to me and that you're a liar based on this information that I have. Like, there is not room for forgiveness inside of that. And I think a lot of the times when kids get upset in my playroom and in their homes and wherever else, it's because they're, they're angry about something or they're disappointed about something. The responses can often happen in reaction to being told to do something or to not do something. Like that's where a lot of that intense anger can come in. It doesn't it doesn't really happen other times for these kids. And I think a different way of looking at it for them is like, what is that child's relationship to forgiveness overall? So they have this moment, right? Like we tell them like, hey, it's time to go or hey, don't do this or hey, whatever. And... They're not going to like what's happening in that moment. They're going to have a reaction. They're going to be mad at us. And what is their relationship to being able to let that anger go? And what's their relationship to other people being mad at them and letting it go and forgiving? 
whatever forgiveness looks like. Forgiveness doesn't have to look like letting it go, but some version of having a process where you work through your anger and disappointment at another person to arrive at being able to be in connection with them again and not just being stuck in that feeling of being angry and disappointed at the other person and not being able to let it go. And I really, I get that anger management has a time and a place and is necessary. Gosh, I mean, you know, we, lots of people struggle with getting angry and then, uh, you know, figuring out what to do with themselves once they, once they get angry and how they can get a pla- to a place of being less angry. But something I really love about child-centered therapy is that I think at its best, it aims at something a little bit deeper. It's like, okay, we, we could talk about how to manage the anger, but what if we got to the place that's like before that, or that comes up, it can be just as strong as, as the anger itself. What if there was this other muscle that could be developed around forgiveness, of having a culture of forgiveness inside of the self, of being able to acknowledge and move on from disappointments without having that swell of anger in the first place? And I think a beautiful thing also is that how, at least it's how it's developed in the playroom and then translates itself to being outside of the playroom as it grows and grows and grows is through being forgiving of the children constantly, being constantly forgiving, having no punishments for things, holding them in acceptance even when they're mad at us, even after they break something, even after they try to hurt us. It doesn't mean we're not firm. It doesn't mean we don't name limits. But we're constantly forgiving. We don't hold on to things. When they've moved on, we've moved on. And I can, I can talk about it for therapists like, oh, that forgiveness is easy. Like, it's not, it's not easy. I'm sure all of us who have worked with children as therapists or teachers or whatever have the experience of being like, oh, boy, I've got so-and-so today. And that was, oh, my goodness, last time there we got paint all over the curtains and they left eight minutes late and so I only had two minutes before the next appointment then the next person came in I'm just watching this paint dry on the curtain that I didn't get to clean up all the way and I should have just taken the time to clean it and gotten to see the next person a little bit later but I'm always coming out a little bit late after this one and they're coming back today and like do I do I hide the paints this time do I put a limit on the paints I'm just being like I have to forgive last time. I have to forgive them. I have to forgive me. And I have to enter this situation open for any number of possibilities and not setting this pre-groove track down this thing where it's like, I'm going to get in a struggle with them about X. Where it's like, even if we use the paint, today can be different with the paint. There's a therapeutic process going on here. Things change all the time. And then as the therapist, like, I've got to forgive both of us for last time to create the possibility of something different this time. And if we go to the same place, then we go to that same place, and I've got to not be disappointed in you or in me that we got there. It takes, it takes a constant state of forgiveness, and it's not easy to do. I mean, it's superhuman to do fully, but it is nice to have an ideal. It is nice to have a goal. It is nice to have some sense of what it might feel like to be in that place or what it does feel like to be in that place. And I think that those same principles can be transferred from inside of the playroom to a home, or at least we can consider in a person's home whether someone is living in a home where there's a fair amount of grudges, there's resentments, there's sort of entrenched dynamics based on 
these sort of pre-grooved reaction sequences that just happen again and again and again, and there's just not a culture of forgiveness on any level of the family. Or if there is a culture of like, yeah, dynamics can, you know, they can shift or change a little bit in time. It's not that there's not conflict, but a lot of times that conflict can be sort of evolving and new. Or if it's an old conflict, it can get to this place of like, ah, we we do forgive each other or have some understanding of why we're inside of this dynamic. There can be an ease about connecting, at least at times, because there's not just this emotional cluttered debris of things still held onto inside that prevent the possibility of intimacy. And obviously there's a a lot of gray between those two sides of this spectrum. You can have different levels of internal emotional debris accumulated internally or something. That's a weird way to say that, but but hopefully it's clear what I'm getting at. And Children don't exist independent from their families. They exist inside of the culture of their family. They are obviously their own individual people, but every family has a culture. I mean, the holidays are coming up, and like I'm clearly part of the family I grew up in, and my wife is clearly part of the family that she grew up in. And it's obvious to everyone, even though I'm an individual inside of my family and she's an individual inside of her family, there's still a culture of a family. Every family has its own culture, and every family has its own culture around forgiveness. And again, like most of these podcasts, it's just an interesting, an interesting lens to put on. Like if you're in a conflict with a child, or that child is, you're in, like a child's really upset about something that you did or that somebody else did. Just seeing it as them holding on to it really tightly and not forgiving and seeing seeing what the relationship is like if you work with the family inside of the whole family system and maybe being able to address things on that level and using that kind of language, which isn't language that we often use in therapy a lot of the time, but I think it can be, it makes it accessible and it makes it real and it's, you know, it's a different way of talking about these times of, of escalation and these places of conflict than talking about it in ways like anger management. And those are all the words that are going to come out of my mouth on this episode of Playtime. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the show and drop a dollar into my virtual hat, head to patreon.com slash podcast or, or click on the support the show link in the show notes. Head to barnetchildtherapy.com to see more of my work if you like including the child-centered children's book series and yeah i'll catch you all next time